welcome back to another adventure in episode of Muscle Mages. Mages. Nice, nice back up there. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today's topic, everyone. <clears throat> it's a good one. That, yeah, it's something that me and my brother have like discussed pretty pretty in depth. And we've also discussed this with um, various people. With various people. And so we would love to hear your ideas and your feedback on this one because I'm sure there's a lot of you out there who uh, would have strong feelings and opinions about this topic. And the topic today is muggles versus wizards. Yeah, in buddy. Har- in the Harry Potter <coughs> universe. Okay. Oh, it's going to be a good one. So, um, right off the bat, um, the, the, the premise is this, essentially what we're saying is who's going to win in an all out conflict in an all out war, right? All out war. If like, Uh, let's say Voldemort won and he wanted Voldemort or, uh, Grindelwald and they wanted their war against muggles. Okay. So for me, uh, well, okay. Who do you think would win? Let, let's hear your side. Okay. Me, 100% muggles. There's a reason why the wizards have gone into hiding from the muggle world, and it's because muggles outnumber wizards like 50 to 1. So, uh, it, it's it's astronomical odds because you think about it. I would it, I would probably say 1,000 to 1. Oh, yeah. Or, or, yeah, or like even more than that. Yeah, because there's like Hogwarts, and Hogwarts is the school for a good chunk of Europe. And then they have a school over like one school over in the in the United States for all of the United States and parts of Canada for their wizards. When you got to think about all the millions of schools out there for all the other normal muggle people. There's there's so many more of us. Like how many schools in total does the wizarding community have? Maybe 20 tops, maybe. Well, and yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And, and we are, and we don't rely on magic. Wizards without wands are screwed. They, they are screwed. Like, like, like if they don't have their wand on them or, or if it gets lost or whatever, like, like they're boned, they can't do Jack. We can still do stuff. Okay. So the, yeah, they, they, they cannot. Uh, well, like I said, they, not that they cannot, but they, they cannot at that time understand magic. Okay. And so the Trump card for all magic users is essentially that magic. If they have magic, then I think they can put up a pretty good fight. I mean, if you think about just their shield charms, yeah, it can be used to deflect, well, I mean that's debatable. Debatable because I, I don't think it's been tested. It may and may be used to like block wizard spells, but it cannot block bullets. But the other thing that I'm that I would say is a wand is a one versus one tool. It's 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 essentially a sword. It is a one versus one object. We have guns that can attack multiple targets. Yep. Like, like they do not That's have true. like a machine gun mm-hmm. wand. 
They can't go, Avadakadava, Avadakadava, Avadakadava. Yeah. But no. they do have... They do have spells that that can produce like explosions from but small explosions. But not like a nuclear bomb. What? Not like a nuke. No, no. Or like a C4 charge. No, but I don't think that muggles would would use a nuclear attack against the wizards because or because I just I don't know. I don't I don't think we would use that as our defense or no, dude, our like, attack against Well, them, we would just daisy bomb them. We would just daisy bomb them. We Maybe. would just like, like, just like, like now, come across with our and oh, and their and their air force is, is is nothing. They've got what brooms? Right. We've got stealth bombers, F sixteens, F eighteens. Right. Um. One thing that the magical world has going for them though is their medicine. I mean, they can regrow. They can regrow bones. Uh, they can heal really quickly. So if, yes, if they get down to fight, they could just, you know, wizard that right out of their bodies. Maybe, maybe. Well, here's the thing. Okay. With all their medical, like wizard spells, they can't fix eyeballs. Harry has to still <laughs> walk around with those stupid dorky glasses. We have LASIK yeah. eye surgery where we can fix Harry's eye problem <laughs> just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Um, so let's see. We've got tanks. We've got, we've got a Navy. So here's, here's my thought on it. Um, I am on the muggles side. I think that they would win as well. Um, and I, I think that the only way that the wizards could potentially win, and this is, this is pushing it. Is they can't do an all-out attack like Voldemort would probably want. Voldemort sees the Muggles as beneath him. He sees them as like just dirt, weak. You know, yeah, like and animals. Yeah, he sees them weak and you know like nothing. So he would attack with all of his forces, and he would like you know he would go you know with his giants and his. Uh, uh, whatever dementors or whatever you know and and attack you know some towns and i'm sure he would go you know somewhat at least with the first few attacks he would become extremely victorious i i, I have no doubt but it's, but eventually uh words going to get out cuz we don't use owls to deliver messages we use text messages <laughs> yeah, and, right and email <laughs> words going to get out and, and, and phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, we have I have the someone internet. sucking my soul right now. Uh, send help. Yeah. And that will be that will be instantly sent like sent through the interwebs all over in a matter of seconds. And the high officials in every land will will get together that day through means of jet powered transportation. <laughs> yeah. Right. And devise a plan within 38 hours to have a counter-strike. Yeah, on how to dispatch Voldemort. <laughs> right. While Voldemort is barely barely completing his victory over, you know, whatever town he just completed. And Man. they're just, like, dancing and partying while all of a sudden <laughs> there's, like, there's literally uh, a Seal ship. Team 6, dude. There's a, there's a Navy ship docked. About five thousand <laughs> miles away, that's <laughs> launching a missile on his bald scalp right, right. now. 
So that, and the problem is, is like, even if you have a shield spell on, it's too late. (laughs) Like, I think if, yeah, if they attack the way that Voldemort would want, it wouldn't work. It it would be, they would be destroyed. They would have to Think about this. Think about this. Okay. So Voldemort, let's say he starts, you know, doing his little conquering deal and he starts taking over some different areas within Europe probably like he he'd probably start with like Great Britain you know and, and start there because that's his home base you know so he would he, yeah. he, he, he would start well, there even if he took even if he took over great I mean he like I said potentially he probably could take over Great Britain maybe p- maybe at least a good chunk of it before people were like whoa right but then you know Mr. Prime Minister over in England's probably gonna radio the President of the United States like hey we got a terrorist situation with this some weirdo bald magic user that looks like a snake. So if you could send, yeah. you know, somebody and then think about Navy uh was it was uh SEAL Team Six. Send those guys in behind lines. Like those guys would like eat the crap out of his Death Eaters. The well, Death Eaters would be sitting the, there in their, in, in their little mask, like sitting there like, oh, we're so great. And they wouldn't even see SEAL Team, Seal Team 6 coming. <laughs> they would they would sniper their butts and like go yeah. in, infiltrate, and assassinate Voldemort. Well, and here's the other thing. You mentioned that they're like one-on-one, they're duels, you know? And if we remember seeing, uh, at least in the movie, and I'm sure in the book as well, uh, like young kids were rolling and dodging out of the way of spells. Mm-hmm. Like you can't they dodge would cast a bullet. A spell and, <laughs> and, and it seemed like they was like, oh, it's coming my way. I'm going to jump and dodge. And they would dodge the spell. <laughs> so I think a wizard would be like, oh, they're going to cast some sort of spell at me. I'm just going to bang. <laughs> <laughs> You're gone. You're gone. Well, like, like there's no dodging. You cannot dodge a bullet. You know, you're you're just dead. Right. Well, and, like, and not only that, if you could, it, maybe you can dodge one. But now <laughs> with, with an automatic gun, try dodging like 500 rounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not gonna do that, okay? It's just not. And even if you have a shield charm, they'll just move around you like it's an obstacle and hit you from the side. Right. I, I just don't think that. I, I don't think that the wizards would do well. I think they would. They would die. They would have to resort. Their their main goal would be guerrilla warfare they would have to go stealth they would have to use invisibility spells they would have to hide underground they would have to infiltrate places like voldemort infiltrated the ministry of magic they would have to infiltrate places and use curses and and cause like hysteria to to infiltrate and you know whatever take down uh platforms take right. down uh, governments well and that's how they would yeah, try and win that's that's the only way that they could possibly win and that is even mm. a slim chance at that well and to be fair that's not even i don't even think voldemort would do that because i don't i think he's too egotistical and thinks to, that he's too big and bad to really exactly, do that to resort to hiding and and behind like muggles and trying to like find his way through there he wouldn't I don't think he would do that. I think he he couldn't resort him. He couldn't no. like bring himself to do that because that no. would mean for he would have to admit that Muggles are better than him. Yeah, and he has to he has to fight in a very cloak and uh, dagger kind of way. Cloak and dagger kind. Of, yeah, exactly. See, it's just yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like Muggles would win because okay, like the other thing that wizards don't have going for them is long range. How far True. can you shoot your spell? Like you have to actually, I think, visit. Uh, vis, uh, 
physically see your target with your own eyes. There's no scopes. I don't see a wizard with a scope on their wand. Think about the snipers. They have like, I think right. like a three mile range of where they can knock you off at. Right. Well, and not only that, like I said, a Navy ship, they yeah. can blast you from, from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, and another thing too is to think about like, if you have invisibility, they still have infrared cameras. They still have yeah. ways that they can track you and see you. I'm pretty I sure mean, if Harry used that invisibility cloak and someone put an infrared uh, goggles on, they would see him. Yeah, you know what? You know what they're going to do? <laughs> Harry's going to have like his, his invisibility cloak and then it's going to be like it's going to be like uh, Bilbo versus Smog, yeah. And the guy with the invisibility goggles is like, I can feel your air. <laughs> I can see, I can smell your fear. <laughs> As he loads up another round in his sniper. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's sweating. Where his... are you? Harry's sweating down his butt crack. And just, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Harry, just, Harry just kneels and sits down like Bilbo. When he's yeah. like, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, hands down, dude. Wizards would get rocked. And, and <laughs> yeah. you know, they don't and, and they don't have the numbers either. They don't have the numbers or the military. All all their little um what you call it, their main defense force are aurors that go around hunting dark wizards. They don't go around trying to contend with muggles. Their only experience right. has been wizard versus wizard. They have none they've never done a wizard versus muggle. Right. Well, that goes for both, though. I mean, muggles haven't experienced fighting a wizard either. Right. And that's why I think that at the beginning, the wizards would start taking the cake, but it wouldn't last long. No, dude. And it's like the freaking Skaven. I, There's just way too many of us. Mm-hmm. We would overrun well, not only the Not only are we like the Skaven where the, we have numbers, but we're also actually like competent, too. Yeah, we're not. You know? we're, we're not stupid. And I think that's what the wizards. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, well, at least the wizards that side over with uh, Voldemort, like those wizards just think we're stupid and just dumb. Like, no, we're really intelligent. Like, if, if, if we can create something that goes faster than the freaking speed of sound and can eat your Nimbus 2000 and spit it out into wood chips, like <laughs> I am pretty sure we are competent enough to kick your little wizard butts all the way back to freaking Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, they have... Um they have muggle charms, uh, but I think those would also be taken down rather quickly due to the fact that there's two there's two big factors into like one thing that people don't like uh, think about when they think about muggles versus wizards is number one, I think eventually we would probably capture a wizard and we would interrogate them and eventually and they, they would break. talk. They would break. Yeah. Eventually they will talk and... They're going to release certain information and then we'll be able to bust into, let's say, let's just for all, let's just say a school. It could be Hogwarts. It could be whatever school. But then we'd, we'd have access to their libraries. We'd have access to their like all their uh, all their researches. And so we'd be able to start understanding magic and understanding what we can do with it. And then second thing that people don't think about is that there's half bloods. Yep. And and so you have to think about, OK, there's going to be some wizards that would join actually the muggles yep. because 
They're half bloods. So how many? How many would like to affect over to the Muggle side? Exactly. Because maybe they have, maybe, you know, they're half. So maybe they have family on the muggle side that they love and they care about and they want to be on that side instead of the wizard side. And so they're going to, they're going to be sharing information and sharing knowledge to the muggles about the wizarding world. And that's going to just like take down most of this, like, well, they, they won't know how to like, you know, find, find the wizards. No, they'll be able to find them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, like, even Mm. I, like not even half bloods, like people like Arthur Weasley that like love the Muggles. That he's just like obsessed with them. That he that right. that he just studies the crap out of them. Like right. wizards like that that are just like you know what? Screw Voldemort. I'm gonna go work with the Muggles. Right. And I think I think wizards would be better equipped if they if they studied more about the muggle ways of living and like the muggle arts or whatever, because right. Hey, we got some good technology. You may have magic, but we've got technology that's, that's better than most of your spells. So yeah. And, and that's, like I said, that's even if Dumbledore was leading the charge, I still think they would be demolished. I think Dumbledore would be smart enough to resort to guerrilla warfare but even then, I think it would just end up falling apart because, like I said, there would still be a divide. Mm-hmm. There would be a divide between uh, the the uh, half-bloods and, and the whatever you call them. So, uh, anyways, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I think that the wizards would uh, have a tough go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, go. I mean... If there's anybody out there that thinks wizards would take it, I would love to hear your argument because in my mind, dude, there's no way. Nope. No way. Maybe, you know, that, like maybe like as we said before, if they revert to some cloak and dagger style tactics, they may last longer in the war, but it's not going to be indefinite. Yeah, because because like cloak and dagger is what muggles muggles do right now. Like a lot of the warfare fought on Earth today is cloak and dagger style stuff. Like like well, we and, are we are trained in that kind of stuff. And that's why I said if like those it looks like a young kid can dodge out of the way of a spell. I'm sure an adult who's trained to be a Navy SEAL can dodge out of the way of a spell. Then right, <laughs> pretty positive if. If Neville freaking Longbottom can dodge a spell, I'm sure any, even like a normal, uh, just a foot soldier could probably dodge a spell. Yeah. Yeah. I I just don't think that, uh, I don't think they understand what they're kind of dealing with. Well, and like, think about, think about the last little war of Hogwarts where all the dark wizards came on that bridge and they're storming up to Hogwarts and, and and they're all walking. They're all walking up to Hogwarts to have this big epic battle. One or maybe two C4 charges on that bridge. War would have been over. If this one muggle was there, like, boop, boop, doom, yeah. just blew up the whole well, entire freaking bridge. And the other thing, too, is that's something that they, ha- that, um, I mean, just to, you know, say how much technology we do have, you have to think about mines. Like, how are you going to prepare for that? Mm-hmm. You don't know that. How are you? Yeah. You don't know. You don't know they're there. Yeah. You're just walking. (laughs) 
Maybe you can do, maybe there's like a metal detect charm. I don't know. But then while you're busy trying to check if there's mines, you're getting sniped in the back by Foley. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Way to bring an old video game out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, if you guys get that reference... Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's an old one. That's an ancient game there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, you know. I just, I, I don't think that you're going to, you'll make it out of there. By the way, whatever happened to that game? I don't know. I think it just, you know, phased out. It eventually just kind of pooped. Uh, I think they did a number I, one and number two. Wasn't it like Delta Force one and two or something like that? Um, let me see. Delta Force. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Was it, was it Delta Force? I don't know. I know that you had like, you could choose between the U.S. SEAL teams, uh, a SEAL team or the Delta Force team, whatever. And then you could choose between the, um, British, uh, special forces as well. Like the SAS or whatever they have. Right. Yeah, so I know that you could choose between those two different units, but I'm not 100% sure what it's all. I, I, I can't really remember that game too well, but I, but I know fully. I I got the reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the reference. Yeah, I forget the, the name of that game, but uh, yeah, uh, I just remember it, and I remember fully. <laughs> <laughs> and fully, fully, I think, saved my team more often than not. Yeah. Because I always placed him way in the back just to just to snipe, and then I had everyone else move forward. And uh, but then every once in a while, all my crew would be down, and Foley would have to go in there and save the day. Um, but anyways, the um, oh, you know, another game that I haven't seen in a while was uh, or is uh, is it Turok? Uh, it, it came out a little bit, um, for, uh, Xbox, was it 360 had, had one for it. I haven't played that game since like <sighs> freak. It was forever ago. It was back on the, uh, Nintendo 64. I think it was. Yeah. Desert yeah, storm. With- it's called desert storm. The game. Oh, Desert Storm. Conflict, right. conflict, Desert Storm. Desert and they have, Storm. And they have Desert Storm 2 back to Baghdad, but that's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah, oh man, that's such a good game. That was a good <laughs> game. That was a good game. Desert Storm. Conflict, Desert Storm. If you guys go look that up, it's it's definitely a good time. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's a good game, man. It was. I forget about those old games, dude. It was a great one. So good. Um the uh anyways, but yeah, going back to uh Muggles vs. Wizards. Um just like Desert Storm, we would storm the wizards and we would wipe them out pretty yep. quickly. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and um, and then eventually I think that the muggles would have to just resort to, you know, saying whatever, like saying they're sorry or <laughs> I don't know. They would just give up and they would uh, either they would have to be integrated into society or we would 
I guess exterminate them. I don't know. Like, I don't know how that war would end because obviously it would end with the yeah. Muggles, Muggles with victory. But at that point, when they've had that war with the wizards, what kind of technology? I I feel like there'd be some technology that would be going through to try to detect wands. How they do with like metal detectors and stuff. Detect like have like wand detection. They'd probably start. Uh, kind of regulating wand dis- distribution. Right. <laughs> I can see the government's trying to get their pawn a, a little fat little hands on that. Yeah. Well, I think that I think eventually they would uh coexist and um and because think, it's not like it's not like AI versus humans. No. It's not like, you know, like as humans, though majority like the majority is kind of like cruel. I think Deep down, we still are good, like, willed, natured people. And so we're going to be like, ah, oh, we'll just accept you. And then we could use that magic to further our own advancement mm-hmm. and vice versa. I'm sure that the wizards would probably love some technology on their end. Yeah. And I think it just end up that we just coexist is like, oh, yeah, you're a wizard. I'm not a wizard. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of like how... uh uh earthbender society happened you got earthbenders and then you got non-earthbenders within the within the within the earth kingdom and that society functions really well with both benders and non-benders yeah the arguably the most powerful nation yeah i mean it's it it was the it's the one that resisted the, the the fire nation the longest true in fact it resisted it so well that they couldn't beat it with a straight out attack they had to use cloak and dagger tactics like i just mentioned yep yeah yeah they had to send some people behind enemy lines but i mean yeah so i it would be like a functioning group of society that where we'd have mage users and non-mage users and i think that'd be interesting it'd be kind of cool yeah um what that's a good question though too if you were if you were able to control one of the four elements in in avatar which one would you oh easy water why water blood bending dude (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty evil would you do that well yeah well okay you know what you can look at anything as evil like people look at guns as evil it's just a tool it's like like you can either use that to like hey like it's just like any martial art you can like you learn stuff that can harm people, but do you use it to harm people? No, you just know that hey, I have this ability within me to do a blood bend, but am I going to use it on innocent people? No. Am I going to use it on like a bad mother trucker that's coming up to me trying to attack me? Heck yeah. I'll freaking make him punch himself in the face. <laughs> so that so that's the one thing that uh, we haven't really figured out either is what are the extremes of each bending thing? Now, well, we know at least three, okay? So there's lightning for fire, blood right. bending for for um, water, and uh, metal bending for earth. But what about air? Do they just – are well, they like Darth Vader? Do they suck out the air around them? Well, that – yeah, possibly, but I thought in the Legend of Korra, the bad guy. Now, I'm not a Legend of Korra expert because I decided not to watch the series after a few episodes because Korra just bugged me. 
she was all just like, she was just super annoying. So I stopped watching the series. But um, the guy that could take away people's powers or people like like people's bending, I, I thought he was an airbender. So airbenders can take away other people's pow- uh, bending if they if they train hard enough, I guess, or something. <sighs> Maybe if that's the case, then you probably want to be an airbender. Because then, no matter even if someone's trying to bloodbend you, you could just take away their. Well, you their have to get close to them. You gotta get close to them to do like your little hand stuff. Oh, I think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure on the whole legend of Korra thing, but I don't think, I, I don't see how that would make sense on how an airbender can, can hit the pressure points when any other bender can't to, to take away someone's bending. I know Aang did it with the emperor, um, with, with the fire Lord, he took away his bending, but I mean, I don't know if that's specific to Aang and, 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 and airbenders or if it's just an avatar knowledge. Hmm. Um, I think uh, metal bending would be really cool because metal bending would be dope. It's like almost like Magneto. Well, yeah, I think especially in this day and age, if you were able to bend metal, like, yeah, you're, you're essentially Magneto. Yeah. Which is super powerful. Yeah, that's true. Way powerful. I feel though, like for where I like li- for where I live right now in Alaska, I think water bending would would definitely take the cake. Because you're surrounded by glaciers, you're essentially the uh, the northern water. Yeah, tribe. dude, I'm the northern water <laughs> tribe. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, dude, northern water tribe up in the, up in the AK. <laughs> oh, well, I thought I thought Russia. Was the northern no the water no, no 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 Russia is the eastern water tribe. <laughs> oh, well, and parts of it, parts of it's probably the eastern water tribe. I mean, they do get snow everywhere, but they don't have like access to the ocean like like we do here. At least in the southeast part of Alaska, we've got ocean what everywhere. About- we got glaciers. We got tons of rain. Yeah, if you're a waterbender, this is the place to be. What about Greenland? Sure, they can be a water tribe too. Cool. Yeah. Well, the whole so then that, where would the Fire Nation be? Uh, China. Okay, China, Hawaii, or, Hawaii or, with or like Af- the or Africa. Why would you pick Africa? Is there lots of the volcanoes? Well, I okay, I don't feel like a desert equals fire bending. <laughs> okay, well maybe Africa's got the earth benders then. Okay, I can see that. I feel like and earthbenders. I feel like earthbenders could pretty much be anywhere. I feel like earth and airbenders have a have an easier time of being a bender than the fire and water. I feel like, especially water. Water. I feel like you've really got to figure out. You, you got to be creative. I know. Uh, what's her face? Katara brought that little water bottle with her to to bend when she didn't have any water. Um, but then she learned how to take water around her from the from the plants and stuff so i mean i guess water vendors could be anywhere too which by the way i remember watching that uh cartoon and she would pull out like a massive wave from her little water bottle and i would always think 
How much water does that little animal sack carry? You know what, dude? It's the power of animation at that point. Oh. <laughs> power of animation, yeah. dude. Power, well, power of the cartoon I'm, universe. I'm an animator, and I was the one who was like, whoa, what the... What's going on? Well, okay, well, you you want to talk SpongeBob physics right now, too? <laughs> yeah, how can a fire be... You know, underwater. Well, wait, isn't that what yeah, uh, Patrick said? Yeah. What is it? We're, if we're underwater, <laughs> yeah, and then the fire goes out. How can we? Oh, <laughs> that's what happens when you start questioning cartoon physics. <laughs> Don't question it. Oh, <laughs> Just accept SpongeBob. it. SpongeBob is such a good freaking show. SpongeBob's amazing. It's one of the better cartoons of this generation. Yeah. Um, so what would you pick out of the elements to bend? <sighs> would you pick metal with the earth? Uh, I think, uh, hmm. So with water, you can heal yourself, which would be nice. That's true. It would be between, now I love the firebending aspect because firebending you can you can have fire anywhere that's true that's true I, I, yeah and I, no matter where you're at you can you can control fire could you control lava though uh lava bending lava i i don't know what that would be so i think that's more earth bending because Maybe. it's molten rock but then uh, i think it's I don't, I don't know that one's I think it would be earthbending, personally. Because over, like, in the in the, in the the cartoon, they had a lot of the fire temples within volcanoes, didn't they? Yeah. But maybe that's because they're firebending. More, more of, like, a religious, more of, like, a religious sentiment kind of a thing? I guess, like, yeah, look at the power of fire is basically what they're saying. Mm. You know? But I, I don't know. Maybe it is firebending. But, yeah, essentially you can have fire anywhere. So that's kind of cool to think about. Where true. All the other, well, no, air, you could have it anywhere too. That's that's also true. Same with earth. I think I think the only one that's kind of hindered is water. But I think water is Well, no, earth you can't have anywhere. In fact, there was a there was an episode where the Fire, fire Nation had a bunch of uh, earth uh, captives and they put them on board uh, out in the sea on a metal ship. On a metal ship, though. So if you practice enough to become a metal bender. True. Yeah, that's true. I guess they could have them on a wood ship. Yeah. Because they can't, no one can bend wood. Right. So there's that too. Um, I would probably say it would be between earth and water for me. Earth only because... I think Earth would be really fun. Not only would it be cool, but it'd be fun because think about it, you could just encase yourself in a giant like metal ball and just roll down the street. That's true, huh? It'd be pretty cool. Um you could essentially and you could speed it up to the point where you're just like a, a moving like bowling ball <laughs> of doom. And you just smash into people. And That's then at true. that point, I don't even know if someone could blood bend you if if you're behind enough metal. Wouldn't you have to like see them or? I don't know. Not? I 
I don't know how bloodbending works. I don't know if you need to see the person physically or if you can just bend them. Yeah, I don't know. If you know they're in there. I don't know. So that have to be something that you have to ask a ask a water bending master. <laughs> well, most masters think think that's taboo, dude. So. That's true. I have to find the one that could you know answer my questions and teach me the I had way. To find that old crotchety lady. Yeah, or Cora, uh, not, not not Cora Katara. She knows yeah. blood bending. Yeah, that's true. But all right, well. Anyways, but yeah, so we want to hear from you guys. Who do you think would win, muggles or wizards? You have to let us know. I well, think me and me and Seth are both in the camp of muggles, and we've stated kind of like why we think they would win. But if if you also agree, let us know. But if you don't agree, also let us well, know and and throw out what you think would happen. Let's 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 play this game. Who do you think is the greatest? Wizard of all time, not like not within just the Harry Potter universe. Of all time, yeah. Out of all fiction, um, I'm gonna have to go with probably either. Uh, well, would you consider? Uh, Sauron, a wizard. The Dark Lord Sauron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say in a way, yeah, I'd consider him a wizard because I think he was part of the whole Mithilendial group. He was the first right. one that came down before the other five came. Right. So, so yeah, I would classify him as a wizard. I would say he's probably one of the greatest. Um. Along with, um, oh, there's there's some from the World of Warcraft series that are actually really powerful too. That's true. What's that one guy that was in the movie? Medivh. No, no, yeah. There's Medivh, but then there's uh, the kid. Oh, uh, yeah, I forget his name, but yeah, he he's also pretty powerful too. Homeboy from Dalaran. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my first knee-jerk reaction was to say Gandalf, but I love Gandalf, but I don't think he's the best. In fact, I don't. I think he knows he's not the best, um, but he's still probably one of my favorites. But he's—I wouldn't say he's the best. Um, Razlan. Yeah, Razlan. Yeah, he—he he is really good. I mean, I will—I will definitely give give him a bump up there as well. I mean, he went to the point where he battled a uh, a goddess, was it? And he won or he tried to win or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, so I'm looking at the top10s.net and let's see what they have. They have number 1 Gandalf. And I was honestly, I I would agree with this. Gandalf, even though you don't see a lot of spells necessarily from from good old Gandalf I think there's I think there's something in the Cimmerillion that explains that that explains why he has to kind of restrict his powers and be more of an influencer for good than to use his outright powers I think there's something to that okay but he got his trash kicked by Sauron multiple times what do you mean and not only Sauron but his Sauron's minions 
You mean like the Witch King of Ag? Yes. Uh, yeah, kind of. But see, the thing is, is like because of I, I think it has to go back to his restrictions is, is because I think the person that's above Gandalf kind of told Gandalf how to like, like he's supposed to limit his power and how much he uses because I think they feared another Sauron because Sauron turned to the dark side and he has all this power and he uses his power for wicked. And I think they wanted to have someone that had that similar power, but that was able to rein it in and restrict it. Okay. But on this list, is it top 10 most powerful or is it just top 10 wizards? Because I agree. Maybe Gandalf is the top 10, but that's just because he's who are the most powerful wizards in literature, in literature. They said, and they said, well, powerful. Oh man. I don't know. What about Merlin? Merlin's on there. Merlin's at 10. I would not put him down that far. I would maybe put Merlin as top three. Who's number two? Number two, they have is Harry Potter. I highly doubt that. He he needs to be underneath 10, I feel like. He needs to be like 12, maybe. Oh, man. You think, what about Dumbledore? Right, Dumbledore's not even on this list. Oh my goodness! What about Snape? Snape's on the not not on the list. Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange is number six. Voldemort, not on here. Oh, I don't believe in this list anymore. Yeah, they have they have Harry Drisden, and I would I would I, I wouldn't call him top ten, but I think Drisden is definitely a, a big wizard. If you ever read the Drisden Files, they are pretty interesting because it's kind of like old school. Uh, detective sleuth um it's like a detective novel but the but the detective is a wizard huh it's it is a cool it is a cool series for sure i think nicole was reading that series yeah pretty and- good i would also say um so far like i mean i would like to see the third book but the uh homeboy from the king killer chronicles from patrick ruthfuss i forget his name Huh. Oh, Anyways. oh, oh, hold on, hold on. We forgot a very important wizard that should be in top 10, Bartimus Tinkerpot. <laughs> no. No, Bartimus Tinkerpot's probably not even on the top 1,000. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Bartimus Tinkerpot is. is in the top 10. I would put him no. on, like, maybe number four. <laughs> not even close. Whatever. Not even close. No, uh-uh, man. Barnabas all the way. No, he would go up no. there. He's going up there for all time. Top top four. Yeah. No, he's not that powerful. <coughs> he had his he had his his thing crack. So, well, hey, shush. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah. So no, I. Um, I don't believe in that list right there. I think that that's kind of... Razlin was on the list, though. I think they had him at well, eight. Where was he at? They had him at eight. I, w- I would have him higher. Hmm. Definitely higher. Oh, who's that one? Oh, well, that wasn't really a wizard. That was a, that was a, uh, some god that was pretending to be a wizard in wizard form or whatever. So... Oh, yeah. Never, never mind. So, okay, here, here's another question. The um, wisest characters in all of fiction. 
I don't know. Uh, like hey, Gandalf's okay. up there. Who Gandalf's would who wise. would you go to, Andrew, for advice and for counsel? If you could pick one person from all of fiction, who would you go to for advice? Um, it would be between Yoda, Gandalf, and uh, Captain Picard. Okay, all right. I I agree with two of those. I think Maybe my even Yoda. I think I mean not Yoda. Uh, Obi Wan. Okay, Obi Wan's good. Uh, still, mine would be I. I I also second Captain Picard and Gandalf. I feel both of those guys are very wise and give very good, solid advice. Um, my third that is in the mix is Uncle Iroh. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he is. I, he's good. Uh, he's good. I, I don't think he's Gandalf status, but he's good. No, but he's kind of the guy that would still give you a hug. If you're having a hard time (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes, sometimes you just need a hug, you know, you just need a good old uncle Iroh hug Gandalf and, and, and Captain Picard. They're not huggers. They're not going to be like, Oh, you know, hang in there chap. Oh, sometimes you need some tea. (laughs) (laughs) Some Jasmine tea. (laughs) Some Jasmine tea. Um, yeah, he's a good one. No, but I think, Gandalf is is uh, sympathetic as well. He's gonna give you some sage advice. Yeah, yeah. Gandalf, Gandalf is sympathetic. I mean, I don't think Capricard has a soft side necessarily to him, but he but he would give you sound advice, and he would and he would not uh, beat around the bush. He would cut straight to the crap of it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and so I so so I would like that. So. Those those are my top three counselors. I don't know who I'd pick, you know, as number one at this moment of, in, in time in my life. So it would definitely be one of those three, though. Didn't you uh, didn't you see Patrick Stewart at Comic Con? No, I did not see Patrick Stewart at Comic Con. Like I like like they were they were getting all of the Star Trek uh, cast members there, and I almost bought a ticket, but then. It was back when I was in college and we were trying, like money was a little tight. So I'm like, ah, oh, maybe not. I'm like, maybe if Patrick Stewart was coming, I would buy a ticket. But then the day before Comic-Con showed up or, or, or like sold out all their tickets, um, Patrick Stewart was a surprise guest. And by that time, like it was already Aww. passed. Tickets were sold out. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. That sucks. Him and Ian McKellen are two guys that I want to meet before they pass away. You better move fast. Oh, bro. I know. I know. I'm actually pretty excited They're... for the new Picard movie, though. The what? Yeah. Yeah, Picard's getting a whole new movie, dude. What? Patrick Stewart's What's in the it. What's movie about? It, 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 it kind of hints at, like... Uh, Something like he's left Starfleet or something like that, and he's being interviewed. It's it's interesting, and so like like the few trailers, like I haven't seen too much um, from the trailers that they've shown. But I'm a, I'm a, I am a diehard Picard fanboy, so I will definitely see that movie. Oh my gosh, Captain Picard, dude. He he is a man of intelligence that I strive to become, which I don't think I'll ever become like Captain Picard. I don't have the personality for it. But 
he is my role model as far as things of the intellect realm are concerned. If mm. I could have the intellect of Captain Picard, the wisdom of Gandalf the Grey, and the kindness of Uncle Iroh, I would be doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You just described the perfect character. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, just all in one. Just like, shoom. Just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 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 Bartimus Tinkerpot, so. You know. <laughs> that's not even close to Bartimus. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that... Uh, I think Captain Picard is probably uh, he's not I don't I don't know how I mean I guess he's pretty smart but is he Gandalf smart cuz Gandalf knows a lot and Gandalf's been around a lot. This is true but I feel like Gandalf is more wise than intellect. Like like yeah, he does have a lot of intellect, but if you were to describe him in one word, it would probably be wisdom. True. And so, and then Captain Ricard, yeah, he's, he, he is also wise, but he's also super knowledgeable. Like he can just pull things from ancient like texts and, and he knows the laws of the Federation. like just memorized. He's just a super smart dude. Yeah. Like he also has wisdom, so, but I mean, he's, he's definitely smart. So switching gears just a little bit. Um, you you ran five miles today. How was that? Well, it was good. I I ran it with my dog, Copper. Um, I have a golden retriever. And I ran it with him because I'm trying to get him and myself into <clears throat> into better shape. Cause I took him to a park um it was like last month or so. And I threw the ball into the water. And by like the fourth time throwing the ball into the water, he was almost drowning. He was like trying to swim to get the ball and he is like head was going lower and lower. I'm like, oh man, I got to get you into shape, bud. So you can do it more than four times. So I, I ran with him today and he did really well. He didn't stop until, <clears throat> until about the two and a half mile mark. So about halfway through he was, he was pretty toast. So on the way back, we kind of had to take some breaks for him and stuff, but it was good. It was good for the most part. Um, did you, speaking about just, uh, dogs, did you hear about that one lady who, uh, was caught on YouTube, like beating her dog and spitting on it? What? So there's this big thing that, well, it's not super huge, but it's this little thing that's going around where this girl, uh, I guess she's semi-popular on YouTube. Not really. She has like, I think like 300,000 subscribers. Anyways, she recently got this new dog and she's been uploading a lot of videos about, uh, about playing with this dog and doing like fun things with the dog. Anyways, she uploads this one video and she forgot to edit it uh, out and she uploaded the unedited version. Oh. And, and then uh, the dog is like trying to like, you know, play with her or whatever. And she's trying to shoot the the shot. And then so she goes ballistic kind of. Well, okay. I have my own thoughts on that, by the way. But she basically, she she smacks the dog. She pins him down. 
Uh, she spits on him, and then you can see her like kick the dog in like this uh, in like the TV reflection. She's like going like hardcore on this, oh, on this geez. puppy, basically. And so she lost like tons of subscribers, and she came out with like this apology video of like I'm just in a bad place in my life right now. Oh gosh, <laughs> come on now. Uh, well, the problem is that she's she's just screwed no matter what now, like. Her YouTube career is over. Yeah. Her social, oh, yeah. Any social media is done. Yeah. Like Instagram, uh, Twitter, anything, it's gone. Yep. Um, that is one thing that universally, whether you're like a left-wing libertarian, well, like, like, like left-wing like liberal, or if you're a center libertarian, or if you're a far right-wing conservative, is is animals, man. Like animals unite all all peoples <laughs> yeah yeah and so it was it was pretty i watched the the little video and it was it was kind of but now i did watch some of the reactions to that video as well and some people are like oh she's just straight up like punched the dog and like body slammed the dog okay I will say what she did is bad. I'm not defending her in any means and and I think that you know whatever's happening to her is fine but I will say this. Some people took it way too far and they're like, oh, she like totally beat the dog. Okay. She smacked the dog. The dog jumped up on her and she smacked it. She didn't like wind up the, the hit at all. And she didn't <laughs> throw a fish. She like, she smacked the dog. Um, and then they said, oh, they like, she like body slammed the dog. No, she, ba she was on her knees. She basically pulled the dog down and then like laid on top of the dog and then said like, lay down or whatever. <laughs> And then the weirdest thing was that she spit on the dog. It's like the dog doesn't understand like shame she, or well, at <sighs> least like so like I, the, the dog doesn't understand. Well, maybe it does in, in a sense, but it doesn't understand to the fullness extent of like why it's being spit on. Like it's right. some sort of like like bad thing, you know, <laughs> it just like in fact, it's probably feeling more bad about like the yelling at it than, than the actual spitting. Yeah. A lot of times you can just yell at a dog and they already feel bad. There's like, oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. The only one that was actually, I thought was pretty bad was, uh, you could see in the reflection, she kicked the dog and it looked like she kicked it pretty good. Um, but anyways, it just, it's just silly. Like, me, I mean, know. dogs, dogs are so innocent and so pure. Like, I mean, cats, cats are the devil. Like they are, they are Satan. I hate cats. Yeah. They are Satan embodied in an animal. And that's what I think about cats. <laughs> dogs, however, oh, dogs are cats. innocent and pure and they love you to death. No matter, like, you know what? I bet you a hundred, I bet you like a hundred dollars that dog still loves the crap out of its owner. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah like, it, was, it was still trying to come and play with her even after uh, she did all that. Right. And it there just, was like, there was like comments that were saying like, if I was that dog, I would bite her until she died. <laughs> it's like, no, because the dog doesn't understand that. The dog is like, <laughs> I love this person. I don't know why they're yelling and kicking me so violently, but I still love them. Like they have yeah. a superpower of love. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that person doesn't understand the the mind of a dog. No, oh, bite them until it's like that's why you're not a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh you man. Freak. So, anyways, I well, that was... I think that's about end of our show here. Oh yeah, or 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 Tad Overge is. 
All right. Well, we'll we'll cut it here. But uh, anyway, so yeah, let us know. Um, you can go to like we said, uh, go to our Instagram um, at Tinker Studios. Uh, well, at Tinker underscore Studios. Tinker, uh, yeah, us. Tinker underscore Studios. Yeah, follow us there and uh, let us know what you think or who you think would win. Right, and um, we also have a have a story podcast that we also advertise on our Instagram there as well. And that's kind of where Bartimus Tinkerpot came in uh, from today. So, I mean, we do other things besides muscle mages. And so if you want to keep abreast of all of our things that we do, go and follow us at Tinker underscore studios. Cause we got more things in the works. Abreast. Abreast. I, yeah. I feel that's a, that's a captain McCard phrase. Stay abreast of the situation. <laughs> so if you want to have some breasts go to our page <laughs> it's not that kind of instagram page <laughs> <laughs> you will be severely disappointed <laughs> if you go there for that you will be disappointed <laughs> but uh if you want to keep up to date with yeah. all of, <laughs> all of what we offer on tinker studios or muscle pages or whatever we're gonna do go there follow us there and, uh, you know, share a like or a comment. Sweet. All right, guys. Muscle Mages out. <laughs> <laughs>